This is Jimmy Hawk. Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. I took a bit of a break here, and I won't be doing these too often until football is back in full swing. I know I'll do some previews and things like that, but today's main topic is next year's basketball team. I'm going to go position by position on who may be the starters and the backups next year. There was a lot of activity over the last few weeks, some changes to the roster, and, and want to talk through, talk through some of that today. I sure wish I could be in Iowa City, though, for the spring practice on Saturday, but look forward to hearing people's observations who are able to attend. And also, we should see some Hawkeyes drafted this week, likely led by Davion Nixon. Some say he slipped a little bit in the draft, but some team is going to get a good one. And same with Chauncey Golston. You know, he's, he's kind of been overshadowed uh, much of his career with all the great defensive line players Iowa's had, A.J. Epinesa, Anthony Nelson, Sed Lattimore, etc., but... He has a good body of work to show teams on film, and he has an NFL body, too. I mean, I think he is going to be a good football player in the NFL. And staying on the defensive side, Nick Beeman is one to watch. Not sure if he'll get drafted, but his brother plays for the Chiefs, linebacker, and he had a great senior year leading the Hawkeyes in tackling. And if a team was needing to bolster some depth at linebacker, I would draft him in the seventh round and have a solid player and special teams guy. On the offensive side of the ball, It'll be really interesting to see where Amir Smith-Marset goes. He has a lot of upside as an explosive playmaker, and he can help, help teams right away on special teams. And the other senior wide receiver, Brandon Smith, may go late in the draft. And with his skills, you know, he's, he has that big NFL body and athleticism, high jumper. I think he has a chance to make an NFL roster. It'll be really cool if both guys can make it and have a couple of Hawkeye wide receivers in the NFL. But we'll have to see what happens there. And then Alaric Jackson, he's another guy people are talking about. The big left tackle who has, you know, many starts for Iowa at left tackle, and, and people are projecting him as a late-round pick. Some of these guys, and there's a few other guys that will probably sign some, you know, free agent contracts if they don't get drafted. But another one is Keith Duncan. He'll probably be, you know, free agent somewhere, but he's the clutch Iowa kicker. He's been working on getting more distance on his kicks and he's been able to hit more regularly, he says, from 55 yards now. And, and we know how accurate he is. So he really has a shot to make a roster uh, if he can increase his range. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Fran McCaffrey's basketball team now. Well, there was a flurry of activity on the basketball team over the last few weeks. And, and we just need to get used to it with the new transfer portal. Players being able to transfer without having to sit out a year. Iowa lost Luka to the NBA. Joe Wieskamp appears to be headed that way also. Jordan Bohannon was likely done after five years in the program. Jack Nungy transferred to be closer to family. And then there was the surprising transfer of shooting guard C.J. Frederick. That seemed to really take everyone by surprise, even though there were rumors for quite some time that he may be transferring. But enough has been said about that. I don't have anything to add there. The good news is we are starting to see next year's roster come together now. I received a commitment from the portal from North Dakota's Philippe Rebracha, who is a 6'9", 223-pound post player from Serbia. He uh, played at North Dakota the last three seasons, and his dad spent some time playing in the NBA, so nice lineage there. Last season, he averaged almost 17 points, 8 rebounds per game, shot over 50% from the field. He also shot 36.6% from three last year. So he can shoot the ball from deep and hopefully can continue to improve. He's gotten better each of his three years at North Dakota. And he'll have two years of eligibility with the COVID year being a freebie. 
Then we heard news of Jordan Bohan and announcing he's coming back for a sixth year. And, you know, he, he's a bit polarizing with his social media. He likes to, you know, he likes to say people tell him to shut up and dribble. Uh, and now we might as well change that to shut up and shoot because what I like about this is he's coming back to take C.J. Frederick's position, not be the point guard. So this brings back the all-time leading three-point shooter at Iowa who will quickly become the NCAA Division I leader early next season. I think he's only nine behind that. And he's Iowa's all-time assist leader who can handle the ball, can shoot threes at a high rate, not to mention he knows the system and wants to provide leadership to the younger players. And what I like about this is Joe Toussaint and Aaron Euless can share time at the point, bringing the ball up, driving and dishing, driving and finishing, and J-Bo can be at the three-point line hunting shots. And this will give Iowa a better defender on the opposing team's point guard also. And I think Joe Toussaint's going to start at point this year, but his playing time will be determined by turnovers. And he had some issues with turnovers this past year, and Aaron Euless will get minutes if that, if that becomes much of an issue. But both should play a fair amount of time um, Ulysses is a little bit different player. He's 6'3". He's a little bit taller than Joe. He hit 18 of 20 uh, free throws last year. And, but the only question mark on both Joe and Aaron Ulysses, you know, other than potentially turnover issues, is you know, can they hit threes at a 37, 38% clip? You know, to be a threat, the teams have to defend to open things up down low. Joe Tucson has had flashes of greatness and then some real turnover issues, but... We know he's quick. He can make some nice passes, and he'll be focused on taking care of the basketball, working on outside shooting. He made just under 30% of threes in each of his first two seasons as a Hawkeye. At the two, I do think Jordan Bohannon will start and play around 22, 25 minutes per game, sharing time with Tony Perkins. And Tony is a totally different type of player. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. He has a, a ready body for banging on the NCAA Division I level, and he's a highlight reel dunker. Uh, in high school, he, he has really impressive tape from high school of him getting to the rim and, and dunking over people. But he started getting more minutes at the end of last season, so he must be doing good things in practice. And he really does provide more athleticism, can defend bigger and quicker guards, needs to work on his outside shooting, you know, only hitting 33% as a freshman. Uh, same as Aaron Euless, he was about 33% as well last year. Let's move to the three. I'm going to assume that Joe Wieskamp is gone. He seems to really want to accelerate things and move to the NBA. And I get it. It's his dream. But he could really be a legendary Hawkeye, kind of like Luka. Maybe not to that level. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be consensus All-American if he comes back. But he could be a first-team All-Big Ten type of guy. And, you know, he was second team this year. So that's, that's within his reach. And the NBA will be there. I don't see him as a guy who's going to go to the NBA and play for 14, 15 years or something like that. You know, he, he could be a guy that catches on with a team as a three-point specialist and, and plays for a few years and, and, and hope he does and wish him the best. So at the three, I expect to see Patrick McCaffrey starting. He was a bit inconsistent as a freshman at 6'9", 200 pounds. Hopefully he can continue to put on some weight. He's had some issues with his cancer treatment as far as being able to keep weight on. It's obviously not, not anything around work ethic there, but... You know, he was, he was looking pretty good last year uh, overall. And he averaged 5.2 points, 2.7 rebounds off the bench, scored in double figures six times. He also, well, he only shot 30% from three last year, so he needs to improve on that. He was a good shooter in high school, so expect that to, to go up. 
overall, he just didn't shoot the ball great, but showed potential with his athleticism around the hoop, dunking, uh, making... He and Joe Toussaint really run well together. You can tell that they have quite a relationship and spend a lot of time together. My prediction for the backup three is the other Murray brother, Chris. Uh, we didn't get to see a whole lot of him last year, but he's supposed to be really good at getting to the basket. Uh, good outside shooter, maybe not quite as good as Keegan from three, uh, but has a little bit of a different game. I believe that that his dad has said he's more of a slasher, um, getting to the rim, but he's a good defender and rebounder. And I'm really looking forward to see if he can be a breakout player in a role similar to what Keegan had last year, coming off the bench, doing everything to help the team win, giving 100% all the time, blocking shots, rebounding. And I think Keegan Murray has to be the starter at the four position. You know, he was a guard in high school before his growth spurt, can handle the ball, uh, brings so much to the team in regards to defense, rebounding, scoring. And it's exciting to me to think about him playing 30-plus minutes a game. He's 6'8", 215 pounds, and he was on the All-Big Ten freshman team, averaging 7 points, 5 rebounds a game coming off the bench. He's a great shot blocker. He needs to work on his outside shot, but his dad, you know, former Hawk Kenyon Murray, says that he's a very good three-point shooter, and I think we're going to see that 30% increase quite a bit this coming year. And I see Connor McCaffrey fitting in as a backup at the four next season. Uh, he can play multiple positions. He's kind of a combo guard forward guy. He plays point forward. Uh, he can bring the ball up. He's a great passer. Uh, he's undergone surgery to repair two torn labrums, a labrum in each hip in the offseason. And that really hampered his play last year. He had a really rough year shooting, only 32% from the field, 28% from three. He regressed, regressed at the free throw line. That really surprised me. Uh, he dropped to 58% after shooting over 75% each of the prior two years. He's a great basketball IQ guy, great passer, and assist-to-turnover guy. He led the NCAA in assist-to-turnovers in 2020. In this past season, he was fourth in the nation. Uh, so he takes care of the basketball, good passer, but he only played 23 minutes per game after 30 uh, minutes per game the prior year in 19 as a freshman. And likely this was due to injuries and just lower production uh, with his struggle scoring the basketball. He needs to be able to hit some threes and score around the basket to be on the court for very many minutes going forward. At the five position will be incoming transfer, Philippe Rebracha. And Rebracha, I think they'll list him as a forward, but that doesn't really matter. You know, he brings a lot of produ productivity offensively to, to the Hawkeyes here. And I already talked about him, so I'll move to the bench players. Uh, but one more note around having a smaller lineup this year. I think it's gonna be okay in the Big Ten. Most of the dominant centers are gone. Kofi Coburn's gone, Liam Robbins at Minnesota. He transferred to Vanderbilt. And we saw in the NCAA tournament how having a more athletic team without a dominant center can really be a recipe for success. And Iowa does have a big guy coming off the bench in Josh Agundale. He's listed at 6'10", 285 pounds. He's from England, had a late start this past season due to the pandemic. He didn't get to Iowa City until late, and he also couldn't work out there much. Uh, and, he, and he put on some bad weight, and he needs to trim down to be able to run the court better and defend better. And if so, I think he could provide some good minutes, getting rebounds, blocking shots, and scoring inside. It looks like he has a really soft touch inside, but limited action only eight games played this past season. So that's 10 guys, and I prefer a rotation of eight or nine guys, and I think that's what this lineup brings with it. You know, a few minutes here and there for a gun delay. The interesting thing is, what will Iowa do with the incoming freshmen? Will they both redshirt? Uh, we, didn't, we don't see that as much these days, and I wish freshmen could play maybe 10 games. Um, 
and still take a red shirt. Uh, the NCAA does allow them to play four games now and still able to take a red shirt, but I wish they could get a little bit more action in those pre-conference games, blowouts. And Iowa has two incoming freshmen, Peyton Sanford from Waukee, Iowa, and Riley Mulvey from Connecticut. Both three-star guys. Sanford has really grown. He's now listed at 6'8", 210 pounds. He has that long frame for a guard that Fran loves to run the floor. He averaged 20 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists during his junior year. Uh, looked even better his senior year. Continues to, to just improve. Uh, he's, a, he's a really good three-point shooter. And then Riley Mulvey actually was going to be Iowa, in Iowa's 2020 class, but reclassified to 2021. And he will join Iowa's team next season. He's 6'11", tall and lanky, uh, but has been putting on some weight. He's going to continue to uh, need to bulk, bulk up further to play in the NCAA Division One. He averaged 12 points, 12 rebounds, 6 blocks this past year at Albany Academy in New York. And Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Penn State had also extended offers to Mulvey. It seems like these two will likely redshirt, unless they really are ready to contribute some minutes next year. I think both can, could use some work in the weight room a bit and you know, we'll have the opportunity to really have success in the future. With Mulvey reclassifying, I wondered if that was just an opportunity for him to get to Iowa a year early, practice in the system, take advantage of the resources, the strength training, practicing against D1 players and learning from them to help develop more quickly. Strictly conjecture on my part, but that would make a lot of sense. The thing I like about next year's lineup is athleticism and potentially a stronger defensive team. Think of some of the lineups in the course of a game with Joe Toussaint or Aaron Mulis at the point, Tony Perkins at the two, Patrick or Chris Murray at the three, Keegan at the four, Rebracha at the five. You know, maybe you have both Murray brothers in at the same time. Uh, I think you know, Chris or Keegan could probably play the two a little bit because they were guards in high school and they have that ball handling ability, ability to knock down threes. So it's going to be interesting. Fran's going to have a lot more, I guess options out there on, on what positions he wants to put guys in and what combinations he's going to be able to experiment with. I think they're going to be fun watching them run the court. And Iowa is losing a lot of scoring. You know, likely Wieskamp gone, Luca, of course, uh, CJ Frederick, Jack Nungy, who was great off the bench last year before his injury. And having an experienced player like Jordan Bohannon come back is huge. And Iowa needed a guy who could knock down threes consistently, hopefully, the other young guys will be able to increase their efficiency from three. Uh, this team will be better at getting to the basket, driving, dishing, but needs to have some threats from outside so the defense can't pack it into the paint. It was an unusual few weeks, and you know Iowa is going to look really different than I thought as the season was coming to a close. C.J. Frederick was swapped out for a more experienced Jordan Bohannon, who can hopefully light it up from three in his final year, sixth year at Iowa. He also kind of uh, let Jess Settles off the hook. <laughs> Everybody always jokes with Jess about being grandpa and uh, playing six years or eight years at Iowa, and now Jordan Bohannon's going to get to join in on that. And then Jack Nungy was replaced by a three-year starter from Serbia via North Dakota. He's a skilled offensive player, and I think this team is in a pretty good place now. Uh, they need leadership from Jordan Bohannon, which he'll provide. Same with Rebracha with his experience and the McCaffrey brothers, Keegan Murray, who have a lot of experience. And I don't think this is going to be a top 10 team like, like last year, pretty much the whole year. You know, we were ranked high last year, the Hawkeyes were. Uh, maybe not even a top 25 team, but hopefully they have a shot at improving throughout the year and getting to the NCAA tournament. 
that would be a lot of fun. And I think we're going to have some fun basketball to watch with these, with these players that the Hawkeyes have coming back. Well, that's all I have today. I'm really jealous of you fans making it to Kinnick on Saturday. Enjoy. I can't wait to hear, hear what's going on there uh, with the football team. And go Hawks!